me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. El nuevo crispy chicken sandwich de McDonald's is... Crujiente, tiernito, oh. Es pollo en McDonald's, un mordisco y... Wow. Es el nuevo crispy chicken sandwich. Ordena por anticipado en el app de McDonald's. Para pa pa pa. En McDonald's participantes. Welcome to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I'm Baxter Colburn. This is Simon Provan. Simon, what did I just say? Presented by Sports Radio America. Yes, indeed. Show. You heard that correctly. We are officially launching on Sports Radio America today. It's a huge announcement for us, and we are very excited for our show. Uh, but a lot of that really doesn't matter today, Simon, because as excited as we are for that announcement, we have more guests we in the do. show today, which we will yeah. get to in just a little bit. Uh, some friends of ours from the Milwaukee Torrent are here, so we're going to chat with them about bringing professional soccer to the Milwaukee area. But Bruce before we City. get to that, though, Bruce City, yes, and then it's... It's not a traditional name that you'd think of when you think of a professional club in Milwaukee. But like I said, we'll talk about all of that you know, in just a little bit. But where can the good people find us on social media? They can find us on Facebook at 2UpFront or on Twitter at 2UpFrontSoccer. Yes, indeed. And you can watch the show right here live on thecube.com if you'd rather look at our beautiful faces instead of listen to Sorry us. Sorry about that. Yeah, Simon needs to <laughs> shave, but I know. I'm, I'm Italian. It grows like wildfire. I don't know what you want from me. Uh, and anyway, though, you can listen, you can watch the show there, but then you can also listen to the show on sportsradioamerica.com on Thursday nights. Uh, the official time, I believe, is about 8 p.m. Eastern, so you can listen to it at that time. You can also listen to us live on Spreaker.com on Thursdays at 2.15 Central. And you can also go and download our podcast on iTunes, Live 365, and TuneIn Radio. That's a lot of sites that it we're is. on now. It is. It is. And That's yet, Simon, exciting. we're not done. We're not done growing. We're There's not. still so nope, much still more to on. do, so much more to, to grow, and this, the sky's the limit, and it's, it's an amazing thing. It's as beautiful as a messy chip over a German goalkeeper. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Anyway, <laughs> we will talk about the UEFA Champions League a little bit later on in our show. We've got our power rankings and our predictions for the upcoming weeks. Uh, we have three different guests coming on the show today, two different segments, our friends from the Milwaukee Torrent, and then uh, a new friend of ours, an MLS world traveler, as it were, our good friend Sonia Kondratenko. Uh, it's a mouthful and a half to say. She'll be coming on to talk about her experience at the second leg of the CONCACAF Champions League final game. Yeah. So we're very excited to welcome all of those guests in, Simon. And first of all, though, yes. big-time guests we first got coming on here. In studio we for got the first the, time. We got... The owner, Andy Davi, and first player signing ever, James Weber. Come on in, guys, yes, from the indeed. Milwaukee Tourists. So we are Torrance. very excited to welcome very excited. them. I feel like we need like, a Come studio audience to clap or right, something. Right. But, uh, <laughs> woo! We're very excited. But welcome, gentlemen. We're very excited to have you here. Uh, welcome to the welcome to our show, and uh, welcome to bringing soccer down to the Milwaukee area. Uh, we'll start with you, uh, Andy. What, uh, what inspired you to, to bring soccer to the Milwaukee area? Professional soccer. Professional soccer, yes. yes. That's a huge difference. Well, first of all, thanks for having us here. Um, the idea is in my head for more than a year. Um, the start was just um, never really knew how to start this. And then in, in January, I got a couple phone calls 
got um, aware of that um, there is a, a license uh, free for the for the NPSL. Um, then I, I talked to the league, started to talking about with m many different leagues. Um, just give it a thought, like 24 hours, and then 40 out, 48 hours later, uh, the Milwaukee Town was born um, with a with a group behind my back, around about uh, 20 people. Wow. Okay. Uh, who are on an advisory board? Um, the logo uh, and the name Torrent. Like I said, we got this in, in the first 48 hours. Um, didn't take a long time before we had the first sponsors. Um, it took off much, much faster as I thought it would. Um, there's still a lot of work. Um, we're going to start playing in 2016. We do this because it is a lot of work and we want that this entity will grow in this one year in Milwaukee. And we have right now 1,200 followers on Facebook, almost 400 on uh, Twitter. Um, we have the first player signed up. We're going to announce a little bit later in the show the second player All right. uh, that we signed. And uh, yeah, we are thrilled and I think it's the right time to do it. Uh, we obviously cannot do this on the highest level because um, of uh, financial, um, the financial resources that you need are just uh, really huge. And um, I really believe starting this on a lower level is the right way to do. Um, we want that the people also, um, that they really say, I feel like I'm from the Milwaukee Torrent, that there's identification. Mm -hmm. um, so I always think from where I come from, Germany also, a, a little town uh, with the club Bayer Leverkusen, um, it is important that you have people on your side and not against you. And I think it is uh, hard work pays off. And in, in the town of Milwaukee, um, it, it will grow and I'm really thrilled. Yeah, you know, one of the things you're talking about is the slow growth. We've seen so many teams. As you said, you're not you're not shooting for MLS right now or the NASL or USL because it's it's just too expensive right now. But you do see these clubs that have started small and have grown. I mean, you got you got clubs like uh, Orlando City, for example. You know, they first started out in Austin as a uh, I believe at that time it was USL Pro, so fourth tier at that time. Mm -hmm. And then they moved to Orlando, became a, a third division team, and now they're an MLS club. I realize that that would be a far way off, but I love hearing that what you're focusing on is that slow growth and building that grassroots. That, to me, is what's exciting about what's happened with soccer in this country is the grassroots support that's, that's happened be behind these clubs that started small and have gotten big because of that. So yeah, that's, and, a that's exciting. and a conversation that Simon and that you and I have a lot too is that the Midwest is kind of void of a lot of high-class professional teams. And I know we have MLS teams and we have a few lower league teams, but it's nice to have these smaller league teams that are going to continue to help build the community and then see the growth as well. You think of soccer in America, most of them are on the West and East Coast, rightfully so, that's where it's really popular, but there's that gap in between, you know, LA and New York. You gotta fill in the gap and there's, I think there's the country between those two Some, cities? You yeah. wouldn't you wouldn't <laughs> guess it some days the way the media puts it. But yes, uh, there is a thing called the Midwest and the Mountain Pacific and all of that. But with Milwaukee though, why why Torrent? What, what, what part of Torrent? I mean, you think of Milwaukee, you think of Bratz, you think of baseball, you think of, I mean, the Packers are a little bit north, but you think of all these typical Midwestern things. So when I heard that the name was the Milwaukee Torrent, I'm like, well, that's interesting. What, where did you get the inspiration for that? So um, my first idea was something with Brick City. Mm. And then I talked to different um, people who are big in marketing, and they said it just sounds too soft. And it's already too many projects or clubs or, or just just people who, mm -hmm. who call companies Brick City. Mm -hmm. So I wanted something um, 
that doesn't stand directly for beer <laughs> or for cheese. Yeah. Um, so with the Lake Michigan and uh, with Milwaukee is a clean, uh, clean city, mm -hmm. clean city, uh, clean water city, Milwaukee. And with that new project of UWM, mm -hmm. um, we thought um, it is a, it's a nice fit. Uh, everybody drinks water. Everybody needs water. Everybody, like I said, we have Lake Michigan um, <laughs> and the Torrent. The name Torrent is a powerful name, makes an impact, and this is why we choose Torrent. Awesome. That is exciting, yeah. So, Andy, you started out the club, and now you got your first signing with the club, James Weber. James, welcome to the show as well. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So, James, give us a little background on yourself, and I'd love to hear what it, what it means to you to be not only a first player signed by somebody, but a first player of a new franchise. Um, well, I'm from Hartford, Wisconsin. Um, shout out to Hartford. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I played three years professionally over in Sweden. Uh, I'm going into my fourth year now with the Milwaukee Wave. And so, you know, I know the right environment for professional soccer. I know what it's supposed to be like. And so coming to a new franchise is something new for me, obviously. Um, but as I want to do with my soccer career, I see a lot of potential with the Milwaukee Torrent. You know, I'm just 22 year old, you know, from Wisconsin. And this is a city that, or this is a state and city that I want soccer to really grow in. And, um, you know, Davi sees it, I see it. And I think a lot of people in the city see the potential with the Torrent. And, um, you know, this is going to really evolve pretty quickly, um, quicker than I think Davi thinks. <laughs> That's uh, a good I, problem to have, though. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this is going to take off as long as we have the support of the community and the support of the people. Um, this is really going to fly. So I want to be a part of that. Awesome. Go ahead, Baxter. Oh, I was going to say, you know, it's an exciting time because anytime as a player uh, for you, James, that you're the first signing for a team, it does put a lot of pressure on you because people automatically assume that, okay, you're going to be the face of the franchise, which is not a bad thing to have, but it does put a little bit more pressure on you. How do you go about navigating that where you, it's the right balance between, you know, yes, smile for the cameras, but then also mentally preparing and physically preparing for what you have to do on the field? Right. Um, I've gotten used to the pressure in my life. Um, you know, I've always kind of had to lead a team, captain a team, um, take control. And I'm not just a soccer player. I'm also, you know, a businessman. I know what it takes to have a successful organization. And I'm fine with that pressure of, you know, leading the torrent. You know, Davi knows what he's doing. I know what I'm doing. So, um, I mean, I'm ready to do this. I'm ready for things to really take off. All right. So, Andy, what are the next steps then? In you got you got James here signed up. I know you have another player that you're going to talk about soon. But what are the next steps for the torrent then? You're talking about launching... In 2016, uh, before that, any any steps that you'd like to talk about? Yeah, we can uh, we can talk a little bit about about the league. Um, I'm actually we know already the league that we get in. Oh, that's um, exciting. We are not allowed to publish it yet because the league makes three bigger announcements. Um, it is uh, really exciting to be a part of this league. Many people will be surprised, um, and uh, this will be hopefully published this month. Um, then the, the, next, the next steps after this once, obviously, we talked about this a little before. Um, once we are um, signed to, with this league, we're also affiliated with USASA. That means uh, we're still thinking about if we can play in the fall uh, regionals um, to qualify for the Lama Hunt Cup. That would be then basically the first the first game ever, but we like I said we have to think about this. Then uh, we're going to publish uh, every one two weeks another player. Um, we have more players who are committed yet, um, and 
then we go we go from there it's like the online store goes online pretty soon we have a variety of different merchandise already up i mean you, you saw on facebook scarves and and hats there's shirts there's specific stuff for kids specific stuff for women we have some pink gear coming out for women so it's all pretty exciting um, it will take a little bit of time, but there's, there's always something, something going on. So those are the next steps right now. Thinking about the league, publishing the league, publishing more players and get the online store. That's exciting. I think one question I think a lot of people are going to have is where do you intend to play your home games? And if it's not at a soccer specific stadium, how long until we possibly see that development of a stadium just for the torrent? Well, uh, we have an agreement for the first season 2016 with Eline Soccer Park. Okay. Um, we are pretty happy that uh, that uh, the Milwaukee Kickers agreed to that directly. Um, this is great for us. We use it as practice facility, as a game facility. Um, we have the locker rooms there. There's obviously a great concession stand. Uh, stadium is 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 great for us. I think it seats about four thousand. Yeah, that's where the uh, Wisconsin guys, High School yeah, soccer, yeah. usually state tournaments, mm -hmm. are held. Yeah, so we have already the plan for. Um, the flood they will have their own section directly behind the goal that's um, a supporter section the that's flood? the yeah, that's that's a supporter that's section great. they have uh, <laughs> they're also on facebook and on twitter um they are they are applying to be a non-profit organization oh, great. um it's great how those uh, guys um how this how, how they took this over how they started this um there is some things i i got already um something for those guys coming from germany supporter stuff uh, there will be a huge banner in front of that little fence where it says the flood That's exciting. and it's uh, pretty exciting so with eline um i heard already there are some discussions about um, the location is probably not perfect as of right now mm -hmm. um for us as of right now it is yeah um so and we are pretty happy that we have this location mm -hmm. uh, there's space to tailgate like i said you don't have to worry about seating you don't have to worry about uh, concession stands um, msoe was also i talked i talked with jimmy banks mm -hmm. um it was um John, John Banks, not Jimmy Banks. Yeah. They're uh, on their rooftop yeah. stadium. Yeah, on the rooftop, yeah. uh, which I we, think is awesome. Personally, it's, it's <laughs> awesome, and and we walked around with him a little bit, and it's it doesn't see too many people. Hmm. There is a smaller concession stand. Um, I, we would be happy to have maybe one or two scrimmages down there mm -hmm. to be really then downtown Milwaukee. Um, but um, for the first season to get the people in, um, Eline is the best option for us. As for um, Eline being our stadium for the first season, you guys can guarantee that the quality will be good enough to, it'll be worth the travel so we can promise yeah. you good quality soccer. That's exciting. That's a, that is a good thing to, to, to promise. Are you, is the lakefront like an ideal spot though? Like at the end of the day, like if you had your, if you could build your, your dream stadium, would it be like the Milwaukee Torrent, you talked so much about Lake Michigan. Would it be kind of that downtown on the water area? It would be great. It would be awesome. Um, there are some factors that you have to think about. Of course, um, yes. It's always hard to say, okay, you build a stadium somewhere, you have a stadium <laughs> or a venue. Uh, depends on how many bars you have around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, We target really that the thing that you can't forget, the torrent. I wanted to build or start the torrent that our kids, that there's nothing that they really have to say, I want to be a part of this organization later for outdoor professional soccer. And this was my... My, my, my point that I want this, that our kids really can say, you know what, I work my rear end off a little bit more mm -hmm. in high school soccer or in college soccer to be at one day a part of this. Um, downtown Lakefront would be awesome. <laughs> now we talk again, funding. Yes. Right. Um, yep. Um, That's why I said like the dream. Like, well, let's, let's face oh, it, Eline has the best facility right now really in the state for a professional soccer yep. team. It That's is, why state is. soccer is held there, which right. makes sense. With Hard Park, 
don't know how this all would work out would be would be also a nice location um, and it all depends I cannot give you the numbers here because I'm not allowed from the leagues but um, there are some leagues they they are going to raise their standards again and specifically with the stadium so uh, if, if you maybe now you need a stadium for 5,000 people well maybe in one year you need a stadium for 10,000 people yeah mm -hmm. so that's mm -hmm. that's a problem and uh, um, you, first of all, you need all this money just to get a license. It doesn't matter if it, if it is NASL or USL, but then you need all that money to have the venue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I, don't, I just don't want that we have to take uh, $20 or $25 for a ticket. Mm -hmm. I don't want that families of four have to spend $100 or $150 to come to a torrent game. This is not our goal. This, this is not a, a money machine. I want, like I said, that this is for the community, that people feel it is fine, it is great. And I want that everybody can afford the torn to come to a torn game. That's awesome. That's that's what Milwaukee needs is, again, the grassroots. How do you get a grassroots movement? You start with the kids, mm -hmm. with the families, and then you move from there. And you'll get those hardcore supporters, like you're saying, you have Correct. the flood. Um, so talking professionally, I wonder, James, if you could talk to us a little bit about playing in Sweden. Um, and Andy, you have a history with Bayern Leverkusen, is that correct? Bayern Leverkusen, yes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm still working on the German part. No problem. <laughs> if you guys just want to you know, speak a little bit about that versus what it's like over here in the States. Yeah. Um, well, European soccer is obviously a lot different, European football. Um, <laughs> so sw making the switch for me, I think, will be difficult um, because, you know, over there, soccer is everything. Soccer is, you know, the b biggest part of life over there. And over here, you know, that's more football, baseball. Um, and we, I kind of want to change that. You know, I'm sure a lot of people do. A lot of soccer lovers want to change that. And I think Milwaukee will help, you know, make this a soccer city. Mm -hmm. The Milwaukee Torn will help, you know, turn things around here, which I'm, I'm hoping for. Uh, it might not be right away, but I'm looking to at least make an impact um, for the next couple of years so that one day we can truly call Milwaukee a soccer city. Awesome. Yeah, for me, the, di uh, the biggest difference starting in, in a program like Bayer Leverkusen, um, it's like what, what James said. It is, it's every day and it's this one sport. You, you only do this one sport. You, you breathe this, you live for it, and you don't do uh, nothing different. If you're not good enough in that sport, you do something else. And um, we're trying, or I'm trying, I, I just got like a couple of weeks ago back with, um, with a group of uh, 10 to 14 year olds from Arsenal, um, North Shore Arsenal. I took them over to Bayer Leverkusen. Um, they practice there at the facility with their coaches. It, it is something the kids were stunned. They were overwhelmed. I mean, you see a, a facility for 16 million euros um, <laughs> only for youth soccer. Oh. Uh, you see the, wow. the nicest fields. Then they, they were they were able to see three Bundesliga games and uh, and the awesome. cup, German Cup game against Leverkusen versus Munich. Oh. Um, but then just get the experience to really to, to see the, the the pros practice and and getting those coaches, getting practices in with those coaches. We had seven sessions with seven different coaches. Mm. And those wow. six of those coaches, including the, the academy director, are going to come actually to Milwaukee this year for a camp. Um, it's, it's, it's important that, that the kids need to see what does it mean, what do you have to do to come onto that next level, how much work it really is. And that's the important part. And this is also obviously a cultural thing. Um, that you cannot change in America, but maybe you, like James said, there is an impact that some kids maybe said, okay, if I really want to focus on soccer, I have to give, I have to give up something else for that too. Mm -hmm. Instead of doing another sport, maybe three hours a week, put those three hours more of those three hours into soccer. Excellent. I want to shift gears a little bit here. So James, you were talking about how you're a businessman, but you are, you are also an author. 
You got a published book, A Soccer Ball and Some Faith by James Weber. I'll put it up there on the cube so you can see that. Uh, You want to talk about your book a little bit here? Where it can be found, what it's about. Um, yeah, a little bit about it. Um, it's on, Right now it's on Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, as well as just came out on Kindle as well, so you can get it you know, on your, on your Kindle or on your iPad or anything like that. Um, and so far, the reviews I've been getting from people, you know, they tell me, you know, oh, your book changed my life. You know, it really turned things around for me. And, you know, it, it, that feels good to hear. Um, but also, I don't want people to, you know, buy my book expecting you know, this book is going to change me, you know, this this book is going to, you know, change who I am, because I don't really want that, um, but rather I want this book to help you change yourself, and I want this, I wrote this book to help inspire, um, to encourage, and really to impact people to chase their dreams, to chase love, uh, and most importantly, to chase God, because once you chase God, and once you truly, you know, fully dedicate your life to God, that's when you realize the truth, and that's that you know anything is possible with God, and that's that's what I want to do. Well, as we talked about, you know, we share similar beliefs, hence our tagline. Yes, exactly. You know? um, so that's that's awesome that you've done that, that you have the courage to go out there and, and publish that, and, and basically put your life out there for people to see. So mm-hmm. wish you uh, God's blessings yes. on the success with the book, as as well as that. with the torrent. Yeah, oh, thank you. Uh, well, Andy, do you want to do the big reveal? Are you ready for this? As far as the next player signing. We have a drum roll. Oh yeah, drum roll, yeah, drum roll. Okay, the the next player that we signed, we welcome to the Milwaukee Torrent. Um, our number twenty six, Ian Bennett. Woo! Ooh, congratulations. That's, that's a big name in Milwaukee yeah, soccer, Ian Bennett. Yeah, that's congratulations. That's a big catch. Yeah, it's uh, Ian. Uh, we talked to him a couple of times. He he liked the idea, um, and uh, he also wants to be part of something great, uh, something for the kids. And I think it's just. It can be big. What we what we're trying to do, it will be big, and just being part of it is uh, is just great. And um, yeah, yeah. And we're talking about community support. One of the best ways to get that community support is 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 walking the walk. You know, you're mm-hmm. you're signing good players. You're signing credible players to this team. This is this is a professional team that people can come out and support. Starting officially in 2016, maybe a little bit before that. Maybe a little <laughs> right. bit before. What I, what I also would like to say about all the players that we talked so far is that um, nobody really was um, concerned about money mm-hmm. in that this is a professional. Um, they were all so excited that we do this, that this was really on a, on a level that with some, some players didn't even talk about this so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, I just want the community to know that, that the guys that we have on that team, that they really, they do this for the cause of the game, for the love of the game, because they're absolutely addicted to what they do. They love this, they breathe this, and that's important. I um, I know everybody has to make a living, um, but uh, it it is great to see that, uh, how should I say this in a nice way, uh, <laughs> that there are not so many mercenaries out, out there mm-hmm. for the project of the Milwaukee Torrent. Awesome. Well, I got a little surprise for you. Yeah. <laughs> I got a fight song for you that I wrote this morning. Oh a fight gosh. song? Okay, you want to hear it? Go, yeah, I, knew right. no, I knew nothing right. about right. this. Just he to did. Say, he did. Just to clear I'm still my working name. on it, but uh, I thought I had the pen is, something is it for in you. German? I don't know German. Oh, okay. so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could sing it in English and you could try to translate it. That's there you okay. Go. All right, so on sunny days, on rainy days, the goals come pouring down. Our foes, they know, will come crashing down as the torrent claim the crown. To the torrent we sing so very loud of the club we are so proud. In victory we stand with thee in good old Milwaukee. 
Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Good. Good. Thank you. Very good. Awesome. Cool. cool. Thank you very much. That's awesome. That's amazing. So, Holy cow. Awesome, guys. We want to thank you for coming on and uh, thanks, you know, thanks for having an announcement. And yeah. you, you have one, yeah, one sorry. more thing. Yeah, so you had one more thing to say to your, your friends oh. back home. <laughs> Yeah, I would like to say something quick Please. in German because I know uh, people in German are listening. Please go. Ähm, an meine Freunde in Deutschland, ähm, habt eine gute Nacht. Ist ja ein bisschen später schon bei euch. Äh, vielen Dank, dass ihr zugehört habt. Danke an die ganze Unterstützung über Facebook, Twitter und bedeutet mir sehr viel. Äh, bleibt am Ball und äh, wir sehen uns im Dezember. Vielen Dank und gute Nacht. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I say, did you catch all that? Simon was like taking notes, like, oh, okay. Twitter got, and Facebook, I got, I got that. I heard one. thank you in there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, we want to say thank you to both of you gentlemen. Thank you so much for stopping by. It really means a lot. And for James for talking about your book and Andy just talking about the Milwaukee Torrent as a whole. We're very excited uh, for your continued growth, and we're excited to see where the, the torrent and the flood continue to take us uh, in the Milwaukee area. Yeah, and, you know, thanks, guys, for making our debut on Sports Radio America. That thank you for special. being thank, thank you for you. being the debut guest. That yeah. uh, means a lot to us. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. All right. Well, we're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, Simon, we're going to chat with one of the MLS travelers. Uh, she was at the second leg of the Montreal Impact Concacaf game. Sonia Kondratenko. Uh, we'll be right back. This is Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I'm Baxter Colburn. This is Simon Provan. Wow, Simon, quite the first segment. You and I just have the the best luck, I swear. And we do. It's it's it's. Yeah. You know what it really is, though, Simon. Like what um, James was talking about, it's God's grace of blessing our show and continuing to help us grow. Absolutely. But it's it's great because we get to help continue to spread the word about local organizations and just have a lot of fun with it at the same time. You know, what we forgot to mention what was that? We call that our hometown spotlight. Oh, that's right. <laughs> That's kind of a big deal. Forgot we, to mention the segment name. It's kind of an important yeah. thing. Well, Simon, we have another guest, not in studio, as you can, those of you watching, yeah. there's no one behind us. Um, she rests in the palm of my hand, though. She is an MLS world traveler, as it were. She lives the life I dreamed and wished I could. <laughs> right. Uh, her name is Sonia Kontratenko, and she has been to many an MLS game. She's going to the 
Oh, what did they call it? The the not, it's not the Rail City Derby this Sunday, Sonia. What are they calling it now? They're calling it the Hudson or the Hudson River. Hudson Derby. River ah, you know Derby. What, they're taking that from the Merseyside Derby out in the <laughs> out in Liverpool and Everton. Exactly. Well, Sonia, named after the river. Exactly. Well, Sonia, welcome to the show. We're so glad to have you here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. Well, I know we really want to jump right into this. Is the fact that kind of explain a little bit about. The, the lifestyle that you live, I mean, you get to go to multiple MLS games uh, and seem to have quite the fun doing it. So just give the fans I, listening a little bit of a background on what you do. Okay, well, I grew up a uh, DC United fan uh, pretty much since, uh, this, yeah, since the inception. But as an adult and having freedom, uh, and I also am a, I'm a freelancer, so I have a lot of um, ability to be able to work remotely. So I have parlayed that into being able to travel across the country, visit friends, family, and watch a lot of soccer in the process. Now, just recently, you had the opportunity to be at the second leg of the 2015 CONCACAF uh, Champions League final with the Montreal Impact and Club America. Talk a little bit about that experience and what it was like to be in the stadium for that monumental oh, game. Oh, it's pretty awesome. Uh, the Olympic Stadium is the largest stadium in Canada, I do believe, and it used to be the home of the Expos. So, which oh, the last sure. time that I makes was sense in Montreal, room, you know. <laughs> the last time I was in Montreal 14 years ago, I actually went to an Expos game. Wow, I back when they were yeah. still. It was like thing. the second to last season, I think. So, um, do you know? So was, oh, no, I was going to ask you if, if um, you know, I noticed the stadium still has a little bit of those baseball walls in it. <laughs> have they have they renovated that so it's no longer a base, baseball stadium at all? Do you know? You know, it didn't really feel like a baseball stadium, not as much as Yankees does. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> um, no, it was. It felt like I remembered it similar similarly, but it didn't really feel like a baseball stadium. And Impact has been playing um, a lot of games there, especially in the beginning of the season when they still have those pretty harsh winters. Sure. Which uh, yeah, the I mean the 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 Canadian Championship game last night. I don't know if you saw that they had to cancel the FC Edmonton Vancouver game because Edmonton <laughs> got four inches of snow last night. Yeah, that was actually pretty amazing. And you know. On my way up to Montreal from New York City, I took the Amtrak train. There was, like, condensation, frozen condensation <laughs> falling from the sky it in It is Albany. May, for gosh sakes. Yeah. What in the world is going on? We had the first sunny day here in Wisconsin in a long time, and Simon, I saw him this morning, and he was like, oh, it's summer. He's like, well, it'll probably be winter tomorrow, so right. <laughs> everybody go to the pool now, go to the beach, go tanning, because, you know, pull out your parkas tomorrow. That's just kind of how Wisconsin weather is. Yeah, but. We get that a lot in Baltimore, too, really on and off. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of spoiled since I'm from Florida. I'm kind of used uh, to the the nice sunny weather uh, hey, all year round. I was round. at the Orlando City NYCFC opener in March. So oh, very cool. <laughs> yeah, what was that like just to be there for that? I was another uh, game I was going to ask you about. What was that super, like? Super, super awesome. Uh, 62,000 people. Insane. Everybody in purple. Maybe like, a, you know, a handful of baby blue for NYCFC. Um, <laughs> they got lost. A very small handful. Yeah, they did get lost. It was hard to find them. Uh, it was a really great experience. I spend a lot of time in Florida. I have a lot of family there, a lot of friends there. And so it was a really great moment to, to see everything come together. And they have that whole built, not bought mentality with the promotion, as well, a, you know, as much of an, a promotion as we would get from USL. Right, um, right. They have a they have a pretty solid base of supporters already 
you know, lined up that have been a part of the club's history for a couple of years. That's exciting to hear. I mean, in, in all honesty, though, being able to travel around as much as you do, and we're looking through some of the the pictures that you have on on your multiple different platforms for social media. Oh, yeah. um, it's just an amazing thing to see, though, like all the different views and thoughts and um, areas that you're able to be at. You had a chance to be uh, four weeks ago. You were at Old Trafford for the Manchester Derby. Oh, that's actually from October. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking oh, at the. I don't know how to. It was, it was a, you know, a, a, what do they call it? A throwback Thursday. That's right. I, I re- as, I, <laughs> as I was reading it, I was like, wait. I love, I love that your throwbacks are less than a year old and they have soccer stadiums <laughs> in the picture. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I have to get it in when I can. So, you know. That's right. <laughs> Not a problem with that. Well, speaking of, since you've had the opportunity to be at both EPL games and at MLS games, obviously the atmospheres are probably going to be entirely different. But with the new expansions, you've had a chance to be at some of the Champions League games. Is the the line between the two kind of starting to get a little well, bit closer? That is how I was I was trying to describe the environment in Montreal to a lot of people, and I was thinking that the some of the, like the, the closest ways to compare it to would be my European equivalent mm. or experiences. Um, it was very passionate, very enthusiastic. People were focused. You know, I go to a lot of MLS games. Sometimes people are on their phones and they don't really care and what's going on. We're going to talk and we're going to wander and not pay too much attention. But like in Orlando and in Montreal, people were laser focused on what was actually happening and standing up, cheering, singing, chanting the whole time. Uh, In Montreal, it was quite an interesting experience, though, because (laughs) all of the songs were in French. (laughs) So I got a very quick lesson. I was going to say, did you bring your dictionary with you (laughs) as you're singing? Uh, Every now and then, I would just be like, can somebody please explain to me what I am actually (laughs) saying? (laughs) That's the key thing. It's like, I really hope I'm not saying anything offensive, but at the same time, it's in French, so what does it matter, you know? Hey, Sonia, what was it like when the impact go up 1-0 and then oh, their hearts are broken with that 15 minutes of destruction from Club <sighs> America? I wonder if you can describe the atmosphere in that respect. Everybody was just so hopeful, especially after that, that first goal, and then all of a sudden it was just a downward spiral into, like, oh, no. But, you know, <laughs> people didn't give up, and... Even though we got to the point where we all kind of realized it was over, the songs didn't stop, the clapping didn't stop, everybody was still standing up, everybody was still focused, and uh, the pride really weighed the defeat in Montreal then, and so I was really to have a, such a positive experience. Yeah, well, that's awesome you got to go there. I mean, I, I watched it on TV wishing I was there. So yeah. so thank you for letting us live vicariously through you oh, there yeah, a little bit. Yeah, we really <laughs> appreciate that. One other one I will ask you about, I see that you were at one of the New York Cosmos games uh, in more recently than that. Hopefully that wasn't a throwback Thursday that I didn't read. Also right. at a baseball stadium. Yeah, I was noticing that in the picture <laughs> that there's a baseball stadium in the back. Is is this kind of becoming the, the theme, I guess, of the East Coast? Oh, well, yeah, it's really interesting, especially because – lacrosse is super big on the east coast too mm-hmm. so, and then you'll see like lacrosse lines on a field that they're playing huh. soccer on which i i kind of heard happened in philly last weekend i'm not super sure i didn't actually see photos but yes it did it. yep i saw those yes <laughs> um so cosmos normally play at hofstra university in long island and i was at the opener a couple weeks ago but they made their first ever brooklyn debut over the weekend, and um, they actually had the debut of Brooklyn, or not Brooklyn, um, New York Cosmos B, which is the second the second team, and a team called Brooklyn Italians played after, so it was a really great doubleheader, awesome backdrop in Coney Island on some 
pretty, you know, interesting baseball turf. Uh, I was going to say, looking at the picture, it looks like it's turf, but it is a baseball stadium. It is totally turf. Wow. Yeah, the Brooklyn Italians, that, that's a that's a club with a huge amount of history. Oh, for you sure. You know, they've won so many U.S. Uh, Open Cups back in the day, U.S. Amateur Cups. So that's cool that you got to see them in action as well. Yeah, Simon's yeah. more of the older guy than I am when it comes to remembering. <laughs> I mean, I know the Italians, but uh, maybe because I am an Italian. <laughs> I don't know, but... Uh, I know a different Italian than Simon does. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but so, Nick, well, we're, we're av- uh, very happy to have you stop by here and chat with us a little bit. Uh, we would definitely love to check in with you again, uh, hopefully next week, to get your uh, thoughts about that. Uh, wow, I can't even think of what it was called now. Hudson City, Hudson River, Hudson, ew, Hudson I, I, Bay. I like Hudson City. Hudson City would be like a new, an offshoot. Uh, Hudson, <laughs> Hudson River. Uh, I mean, I've heard it. You know, people are arguing all kinds of different names, but I think the consensus that we're going with is Hudson. Um, Hudson, Hudson Derby. Hudson Derby. So yeah, there was. There's I will be there. Even an article on MLSsoccer.com about the whole debate of what do we call this? So, do you, you know, oh, being? Yeah, I've seen. I, I was reading that earlier, I believe. Yeah. So being from there, do you feel that MLS is is trying to force this rivalry maybe just a little too bit, too much? Yes, I think so. <laughs> I don't know about oh. Sonia, but I definitely think so. Did we lose her? Oh, oh we lost her. Hold we on. We lost her. That is well, a good I, point I, that you bring up, yeah. though. I think it's ridiculous. You can't. I was having this conversation with her last night when we were chatting about her coming on the show about how you can't force a rivalry. You're telling two teams to hate each other before they've even played a game against each other. Right, and you even see in the press conferences the players saying, "Yeah, I hate that team." Actually, no, I got a bunch of friends on the team, yeah, so actually, I don't really hate we're, them. We're yet. super fun. Like they love the great guys. Like. Like I get, it. and she was because she's a DC United fan. And she was saying how she just hates Red Bull fans uh, and, and and Red Bulls as a whole, and that that makes sense. That you know the Atlantic Cup, which they fight for every year uh, between each other. Those games mean something every single time, and it's so exciting to see that. And one thing I've never told you, Baxter, DC United was my first MLS team. Was it really? It was. Did when, you hear that, of, Sonia? Simon's first uh, MLS I team. Come on. I'll, I'll tell you why. There's no love for the revolution. No, listen, I'll tell you why. Because when the league launched, DC was the only team that actually had a logo that looked like a soccer logo oh. and <laughs> uniforms that looked like soccer uniforms. So it, it was as a, what was I then? I was back in undergrad. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, when it launched, that was that was my club because, again, they looked like an authentic club, not uh, – all the stuff that came out with the launch of the league, all the crazy uniforms. I look mm. back now and think, wow, that was a real party going on. But D.C. Yeah, looked no, like I... the authentic thing. Yeah, they certainly did. But, you I mean, come on, give give a little credit to the Revolution. Their, their, their logo isn't bad. No, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, it I, looks like a knockoff. Weekend, so. Yeah, and we were, before we lost you there, before we, um, before we let you go, we do want to get your thoughts about this derby. Is it being forced? Is the rivalry being forced? Or what is your it's... thoughts? I, some people certainly do think that way, and especially coming from being a pretty big DC United fan, Red Bulls are our big rivals. <laughs> so it's like you know trying to steal my rivalry away from me. But no, it's it's interesting because it's the first time that either team has played each other. Uh, lots of social media shots have been fired. Yeah, lots no, of, we've lots noticed of that. Twitter we're... Wars going on, <laughs> which is which is funny because I think the fans are going to make it a bigger deal than the players might, unless something controversial happens, obviously, on the yeah. field. Then they'll have reason to do it. But for me, as a Revolution fan, I, the Revolution don't have one clear rival. The Chicago Fire are one of our big rivals because we met them consecutively in the playoffs for so many years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that went either one of two ways. But 
even with DC United and the Red Bulls, we don't hate the Red Bulls, to my knowledge. You know, we don't hate DC United too badly. I'm, I don't like right, DC right. United just because they keep defying my predictions and power <laughs> rankings, but that's that's a whole other thing. But uh, I really hope that this rivalry does develop in a healthy way, though, and not in the area where it's forced. And it's it's kind of like right, when you when you sure. it's kind of like when you remarry and you have the stepkids try to meet each other. It's like we want you to be siblings, but we don't want you to. You know, it's it's one of those things where you want it to work, but you don't want to force it at the same time. Absolutely, yeah. You know, it's hey, here's another question for you. We keep saying derby, and of course in Europe they would call them derbies. So. Yeah, derby. Oh, no. What's everybody on the East Coast saying? Are they saying derby or derby? Oh, well, you know, I have some pretty mixed, uh, I guess, reactions about that because I have some friends who are Euro snobs or, you know. <laughs> don't we all? So they're they're derby all day, and even to I was like, well. I normally just say derby because mm-hmm. I, I say a lot of weird, harsh R's being from Baltimore. <laughs> so derby all day, yeah. Um. <laughs> Call it the derby something, you know. Yeah. Just pick a different vowel and change it up a little bit. But, uh, wow, well, that's exciting, Sonia. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, we, we look forward to hopefully having you on in the near future. And uh, have fun this weekend. And uh, thank who you. Are you. Who are you cheering for? Are you... Are, uh, Gosh, well, come on. I've been to a couple a hand, a NYC a few matches this season. NY, uh, well, NYC, New York City is kind of a second home to me. I spend a lot of my time. But I think that the Red Bulls are going to be the winner of this. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the feeling you get. I mean, knowing our yeah. luck and all the media build up to it as well, it'll end up being like a 0-0 draw. Right. Or... Oh, <laughs> right. Simon's the yeah. king of picking draws when we do our I, predictions. So. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> well, I, I think that the Red Bulls are going to be a little mad coming off a, a 2-1 loss to the Revolution. Yeah. And might fuel their fire a little bit. But at the same time, NYCFC lost 3-1 to the Sounders. Right. Mm-hmm. So they haven't, they haven't actually won a game in seven matches. So yeah, we'll see. it's been a while. We'll see. All right. Well, Sonia, thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to chatting with you again in the future and uh, have fun this weekend. Yeah, good luck with thank all that uh, DC United Stadium talk going on right now. Oh, Hope that gets done. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope so, too, because uh, RFK might fall down. That's right. Yes. Yeah, no kidding. Well, Sonia, where can people find you on uh, Twitter and Instagram to follow your journey? I am at Sonia Karate, like karate, the martial art, S O N Y A K A R A T E. Um, it's an old nickname, and now <laughs> that's my social media handle across the board. For Perfect. You didn't want to. You didn't want to try to fit Kondratenko on the. On yeah, Twitter? no, that's just <laughs> too hard. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Sonia, thanks again. Have a great rest of your day, and uh, we look forward to chatting with you in the future. Thank you. You too. Thank you. I swear, I want her life. <laughs> I really do. It's not even fair. But uh, Simon, what a... It's fun. I mean, thinking oh, about looking... Me? Absolutely. And these are just in the last year that we were talking about games that she's gone to. And she's she's name dropping, you know, here, there, and everywhere. Like, oh, I've been to this game. I was at the inaugural NYCFC Orlando game. And I'm just like, stop. Stop. I I mean, I just... I want to I wanna live her life even it's, for a little bit. It's so great, though, to be living in a time where you got people that that's what they do they, they they schedule their work around soccer so they can go see more soccer yeah you know? what's wrong with that Nothing i love that and that's what you and i want to do hopefully one of these days someday right? someday when we're, when we're old and retired well or not i mean when i'm old and retired no, <laughs> <laughs> anyway all right simon well it is time for our 50-50 segment. Brought to you by the Wisconsin Sports Group. Yes, indeed. Brought to you by the Wisconsin Sports Group. Simon, I'll let you introduce the segment this week. 
All right, so the 50-50, Baxter and I will take on a topic. We'll each take one side of that topic. We get 45 seconds each, like 45 minutes and a half in soccer, so it totals 90 seconds. And this week we are taking on the topic of Eric Kubo-Torres. His Mexican coach, Miguel Herrera, came out and said that he should have stayed in MLS instead of going over to Chivas USA. Mm. Uh, and uh, actually, Herrera had some really nice compliments for the league. Okay. So, well, you get to go first this week. I went last week. So all right. 45 seconds on the clock, sir, for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So I'm a big champion of MLS, and I love the fact that Herrera is a Mexican team national coach. He recognizes what's going on with this league, but surprisingly, I'm actually going to disagree. Torres has not been doing well in Mexico. He did have a goal in the uh, Copa MX game for uh, Chivas Guadalajara, I believe this last week, uh, but he has not been playing in many league games. When he has, he hasn't performed that well. At the same time, I will say that I think it's good for him to go to Liga MX for a bit to challenge himself. He was at Chivas USA. He made a big name for himself there, so he knows MLS. He'll be back with Houston in July. I don't think he's going to lose a step by going down to Mexico and playing with Chivas Guadalajara. So he got that experience. Hey, he got to know more Mexican national teammates. So I think in the end it's going to be fine. So you're saying he should not be in MLS. He should be – no. No, I'm saying – You were kind of bouncing back and forth. No, no, no. no. What I was saying is that he's on loan right now from Houston to Chivas. So you think he should – and I think that was fine. I think it was great that he went down to Mexico yes. and got that experience. Okay. Because he's going to be coming back to MLS anyways. Okay. So he was in MLS, went to Mexico. He'll be back in MLS. So those six months that he's in Mexico, no problem. Okay. I'm just trying to fully understand where you're – I don't even, <laughs> yeah, know, I don't even you, know if you I know, fully understand your argument when, in all honesty. When you, well, when you listen to the show, I think you'll understand it better. But no, oh, yeah, I think, I think it's actually a simple argument that why not experience the Mexican League? Why, yeah. not, why not challenge yourself? That's my overall point. Got it. There's nothing wrong with going there for six months. You okay. Know? Like when, when Landon Donovan went to Everton for a couple of months. Nothing wrong with that. Fantastic I'm sure you were fine there. with that. I was great with that. You're like, oh, Landon Donovan, <laughs> Everton. Woo, did you get a Donovan jersey? I did not. Uh, I don't know if you're going to be that kind of fanboy. No, well, you know, I wasn't in a great financial place to be buying. Fair enough. Kids will do ninety dollars jerseys. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Well, forty-five seconds on the clock for me to continue the second half here. So just to be clear, I said it was okay for him to go to Mexico. Yes, you did. All right. (laughs) All right, Baxter. Here we go, and we're blowing the whistle. All right. Well, I think, in all honesty, he should stay. In, he should have stayed in MLS, as you saw last season uh, when it goes to Chivas USA. He had a fantastic breakout year. He was making a name for himself. The Mexican players in MLS were recognizing that he was one of the best. But then he also was scoring goals in bunches. We saw multiple goals that he scored last season in MLS go be considered for goal of the year candidates. He had bicycle kicks. He had scissor kicks. He had any type of kitchen utensil you can name a kick after and he basically was scoring goals that way yes i understand going to uh mexico is important for his growth for the mexican national team but when the national team coach is praising mls stay and help continue to grow major league soccer as a whole and continue to go where you're scoring more goals even if the play might be quote-unquote bad Boom, done. Time's I, up. I was waiting until it actually hit 45. Thank you. I appreciate that. So here's here's the challenge I'd throw out to you. If if this is ultimately okay, then why isn't Herrera telling more of his players to play in MLS? Yes. Uh, <laughs> let, let me just throw out there a, a cool quote. Again, if you're an MLS fanboy, which we, we will admit we, we really are. are. But yeah. with an objective view. But he did say a lot of people criticize MLS. It's a solid league. 
That's great to hear. And, you know, salad isn't the greatest compliment to get. But it's still better than most. Right, right. We have the Italian national team coach saying Giovinco should play in MLS because it's going to be the league of the future. Um, you got the Mexican coach saying the same thing. Well, last I checked, the Mexican and Italian soccer organizations were relatively credible. Doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah. last I heard. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's time for our new power rankings and predictions. Brought to you by ShopFutsal.com. This is Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I'm Baxter Colburn. This is Simon Provan. I almost forgot my own name for a second. I don't know why, but I'm like, I'm... Who am I? <laughs> I, I don't really know, but I figured it out, thankfully, in time. Good, good. Yes. Good. All right, Simon. Well, we've had a fun show so far. We've had uh, Andre, Andy Davi, from the owner of the new expansion club, uh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee Torrent. Torrent. The professional soccer, not indoor soccer. They are bringing outdoor soccer back to Milwaukee. And they are excited for that. And we had James Weber, uh, not only a soccer player from uh, Switzerland. Slash well, he's, Mo- he's from Hartford. He's, he is. He went to Switzerland. Sweden. Sweden. Played in Sweden. That's right. I'm sorry. All the S's in Europe. You need coffee it. this week. I, I was the one who needed so. it last Jeez. week. I'm, I, I Anyways, you. he was the first player signing. Yes. And uh, it, was a, it was a great, great interview. Happy to have those guys on. Yes, we were very excited to have them on. Uh, and then we just had Sonia Kondratenko on the show as well, a MLS traveler, as she, as it were, a freelancer, as it were. She has been to many MLS games, and she will be at the Hudson Derby this weekend as NYCFC <laughs> takes on the New York Red Bulls. And she was recently at the CONCACAF second leg, second leg Champions League game for the Impact and Club America. So... A lot of fun stuff. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Now we actually got to talk about real soccer we stuff. We do. You know, oh. It's not as fun. Mm. Not as fun. But uh, we have Are you kidding new... me? No, I'm kidding. It's fun. <laughs> it, but I like when guests are on, too. I love it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it's a good time. We talk to each other every day. That's but it's, true. it's fun That's having true. people in there to break it up, as it were. All right, Simon. Well, our new power rankings are out. And uh, we had a little, bit of, a little bit of a scuffle as we were trying to figure out a clear number one. Uh, but we will get to the number one, obviously, in just a minute. But let's start at the bottom. Uh, yeah, let's 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 start at the bottom. How about we start outside of the rankings? Yes, we have three teams in there that we I have think, bubble teams. Yeah, we we have the fire who was in our rankings, and if I remember correctly, they were number six or thereabout. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. No, that was a that was an old one. Okay. Well, anyways, the fire was up there. They had three road wins, and we did say last week. You know what? Though they've been beating teams that really aren't that great. Uh, reality check this weekend. Now they played really well mm-hmm. against Sporting. In Kansas City, but they did end up losing that one nothing. So again, perhaps we're seeing the reality of the fire. Uh, Real Salt Lake, perhaps they could be in, 
But they need to start scoring some goals to get back into these power rankings. And lastly, we do have TFC closing in. Listen, they are finished with their seven-game road trip to open the season. Finally. They finally get to play at home in their newly expanded BMO Stadium. I almost said BMO Harris, but now it's <laughs> BMO. So now it starts to get real for the Reds here. It does, and we've seen that a lot of their driving force of their success has been because of the Atomic Ant. That's right. Why yes. would you want that as a nickname, Simon? It's kind of like Super Raton. Like, you come know, on. I've always been one that gave me a nickname. I like it. I suppose. I was... <laughs> Oh, where was I? Oh, I was playing FIFA the other day, and I was playing FC Dallas, and uh, what's his... I can't even think of the guy's name now. What's his real name? Raton's real name. Um, oh, my gosh. For FC Dallas, uh, Blas Perez. Blas Perez, I'm like, yes, I can't yes, think of his yes. real name. They have that on his on his jersey. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it's, oh, very cool. it's, I think it's Raton Perez on his jersey, very but I'm cool. like, ah, look at that. Look at FIFA. Well done. I thought it was that made my day. It's the little things in life, Simon. Right, yes, that's good. <laughs> anyway, that's good. I have a life, I promise. I'm getting married in like three weeks. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, uh, so starting at number 10, the it just they continue to fall and fall and fall and fall and fall, even though they have 17 points. They are in a four-way tie. It was most points in MLS, but yep. they got those way too early in the season and haven't done anything since. They that would haven't. be the Vancouver Whitecaps. Yep, they, they did have that 0-0 draw in Portland, uh, Providence Park there. So basically it barely keeps them in the rankings. It's like, all right, we're going give to give you guys the benefit of the doubt. There's only so much you can't, you know, you can't blame them completely. They still, like we said, they're in a three-way or four-way tie for most points in MLS. Right. So you have to give a little bit of credit there. Technically fourth in Supporter Shield. Yeah, you got to give them some credit. They're not a bad team. I think they're just starting to have a little bit of a crisis because they're like they thought they were untouchable, and now right. recently they've been very touchable. Well, let's also <laughs> see here too. They've played ten games, and everybody above them has played nine or eight. Yes, and quite a few below them have played eight or nine. So. Yeah, you even look at TFC in Chicago. They've only both played seven games. Montreal's only played four games. Right. I mean, you can. Yeah. It's hard to judge them fully off of all the teams that have played sure. ten games. But moving on, number nine, we have the San Jose Earthquakes. That's right, the Earthquakes. This team looks to be real again. You got, uh, you know, Dominic Kinnear. I, I, is it Kinnear? Is it Kinnear? I think it's Kinnear. Uh, he returns to Houston, gets three points from his former club, yeah. which, what by the way, the that was the club that used to be in San Jose, so you could say that he is now with his former, former club. Follow that? Maybe not. I don't sure. know. I don't know. School is over, Simon. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> they got a decent win down in Houston. So Dominic returns home, gets that 1-0 win. Uh, and before that, they had a decent 1-1 draw with RSL. So San Jose is on the up I and just, up. I just don't. I don't know. San Jose is similar to DC United. I just I have a hard time believing just how real they might actually be personally. I definitely have a hard time believing San Jose. But looking how they're playing all of a sudden, yeah, you can't deny that they're getting their results. How much longer do you think Wando's got left? Well, other, I think Klinsman. I think right? Klinsman thinks he's got about fifteen years left. <laughs> oh I don't know. Gosh. I mean, I'll go with I'll go with five more years. You think he's got five more? Well, years? I think he can play for five more. That's at, true. at that level of scoring goals all the time. No, no, no. Okay. But I'll give him five years in the league. Fair enough. All right. Well, then you have Sporting Kansas City at number eight. After they have a four-four Blitzkrieg fest against the Houston <laughs> Dynamo and just an insane game. Then they go to they go back home. Go back home. And they get challenged heavily by the Chicago Fire. And then we were talking about this a little bit before the show, how dangerous the fire looked. They, they looked did. like they were going to take the game. And then out of nowhere, Pablo Nagamura with the goal give them, gives SKC a 1-0 lead. So, and that's what's it. That's, that's how they don't just enter at number 10. They pop up to number 8 right away because 
They took a lot from the fire and gave it right back to them and ended up walking out of their stadium with a win. Which is what you need to do. That I'm not going to lie. I was watching some of that game. Their field looked gorgeous. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Is sporting? It, sporting Park yeah. just looks beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, number seven, we were a little upset how this game went just in terms of, I mean, it lived up to the hype, but it didn't. The D.C. United-Columbus crew game. Uh, Columbus, who was at our number seven spot, loses 2-0 to D.C. United before 90 minutes. D.C. <laughs> scored two goals before 90 <laughs> minutes, which I'm a little bitter about, but it's all good. But um, it's only their first loss in five games. Exactly. So how critical can you be of the Columbus crew, honestly? Right. All right. Uh, number six. Number six. We, we have uh, a team that has yet another draw, 0-0 last night. Talk about an identity crisis. Talk about, yeah, absolutely. Unless this is their identity Draw after draw after draw. Well, we have a few losing. teams like they're that. Not they're not losing, and they, they <laughs> you know, it's impressive. They were the, so. This is the Alley Galaxy. They're they're playing RSL last night in a very delayed match due to lightning and rain. Um, they should have won, but Nick Romando, that guy's a beast. Did, I don't know if you saw the save that he had on the yes. uh, on yep. the stoppage time PK. Plus, it wasn't played too well from Janino. Um, However, they have drawn three in a row, so their position is starting to get a little shaky here on the two up front power rankings. Yeah, and it's hard, like we said, it's hard to know who the real LA Galaxy is because they've got all their players and they don't have all their players, and they have their players, and it's like, well, they're not really losing, they're not really doing terrible at the same time, but they're not winning at right, the same time. Right. And so, then you have a team at number five that is winning, yeah. but they still have a bit of identity crisis of. Every game that they play seems to be a bit different. I'll let you take this one. Yeah, number five uh, for us is FC Dallas. They were the hottest team to begin the season along with uh, Vancouver. And now recently they've been, uh, they they haven't lost in their last three games. They've won two and drawn one. Uh, After being surprisingly destroyed by the Colorado Rapids 4-0 a few weeks ago. Right. and but by yet, Portland, too. They, right. But then they come back. They have 4-1 thrashing on Houston. But let's face it, Houston's been getting uh, beat up pretty good. You know, I mean, 1-0 lost to San Jose this past week. Houston um, can't wait for Kubo Torres to come soon Oh, enough, my goodness. Honestly. Right, right. And, they don't have real forward and Will Bruin's not the answer. You know, the Rapids are getting – they're not in our rankings, but the Rapids, I don't know if you saw, they're, they're getting some reinforcements with they uh, are. Kevin Doyle coming over since Wolverhampton yep. did not get promoted. He's actually coming over a couple months early. He was supposed to come over Which in July. huge for the That's, club. That yeah, might be the yeah. surge they need. That could be. Who they, needs the Beatles? The British invasion and Irish invasion are coming this summer. And right. People are excited right. for it. You know, we have uh, we talk about the LA, LA Galaxy being the draw kings, but Colorado, my goodness. How, <laughs> Seems yeah. like every game, 1-1, one, one, they have they, This is how their season starts. Three draws, a loss, a win, a loss, three draws. Uh, I mean... They're not. They're not. And losing. as you keep saying, if you're in the, if yeah. they're in the East, they're, in, they're the in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs. So just maybe Colorado next year should go to the East. You know? There you go. They right. Expand the conference even more. All right. I'll let, I will let you take number four. I know. I was just about to say, are you going to say the S word this week, or do I finally do I get to keep saying it? Uh, number four is the Seattle Sounders. Uh, now a very interesting uh, last week they've had. They beat Portland one zero in. Probably one of the boringest. Is that a word? Boringest. It most, is now. Most boring, funner, and uh, it's kind of <laughs> English doesn't always work for me. But 
In one of the more boring games we've seen all year, Clint Dempsey scoring that goal in the 77th minute with just a little, oop, there it is, tap in. That's what you're supposed to do as a forward. Sure. And then they go and they put three goals in against NYCFC. Ooh, NYCFC. <laughs> just, I'm just saying, like, I'm not, trying to, take, I'm not trying to take anything right. away from the Sounders, but at the same time, look at who they're beating, Simon. Right. And that's I, not I a agree. dig against the Timbers, but the Timbers are not doing very well so far. They're not doing well. They're they're searching. Valeri's back. I'm excited about Which that. Huge. That'll be great for them. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you, Baxter. The Seattle team, MLS just loves them up so much. They have them number one in their power Stop. rankings. And I, and I don't want to begrudge <laughs> MLSsoccer.com too much. But they're not, though. They're not number one worthy. Not when you have teams that we're going to talk about in a minute playing consistently great soccer from the beginning of the season. Uh, Seattle's, yeah, okay, fine. You take care of NYCFC 3-1, but... They've got one win on the season, New York does. One yeah. win on the season. They're, they're not a convincing team. Not I, at all. What I will say is Seattle played some really patient football in that game. Uh, they, they, they let New it was. I don't know if you've ever seen Rocky IV. It's the, when, I have not. When Rocky's boxing against uh, Ivan Drogba, I believe, uh, the Russian guy. And, and Rocky, Rocky takes the stance where he lets the Russian beat him up like crazy to tire the guy out. Yeah. kind of feel like that's what Seattle did with New York in that game mm-hmm. this past week. And like, all right, let him come at us, let him come at us. All right, good. Now let's go and destroy him. Yeah, now Obafemi Martins is going to go score two, you know, breathtaking goals and just continue to destroy everybody. All right, Simon, who's at number three for us? Number three, we got your club, Baxter, the New England Revolution. Are you sure about oh, that? No, I'm because not sure about that. Because you United on here twice. <laughs> That's I'm why just... I was going to let you take it, because I'm like, I don't know who he wants at third place. Is it the Red Bulls that's supposed to be there? That's Yes, it is supposed okay. to be the Red Bulls. <laughs> That's because I didn't want to assume I thought so, but I wasn't sure. But I'm glad, I'm glad you waited to call me out on that during the show. <laughs> well, I didn't. I realized that I was looking at this during the show, and I'm like, I don't want to stop the show and be like, hey, what are you going to do? Anyway, third place. I'm going to fix this as we're talking. Sounds good. Third place is the New York Red Bulls. They lose 2-1 to my beloved New England Revolution over the weekend. They're not playing horrible at all, on, in all honesty. They are... Uh, they're eighth overall in the supporter shield, but yep. at the same time, that's their only real loss this their year. Their first loss, and let's face it, they just played three games in seven or eight days. You would have to be. They were, they were tired that tired. game. Yeah. yeah, and yet they had tied it up. They almost walked out of there with a point. They did, you know. So it was one-one for a long stretch, but uh, the Revolution came in and, and took care of business. They do, and they're classic at doing that. After starting off zero and two, now the Revolution are number two. Uh, this week on our power rankings have done a significantly better job. They have not lost a game in their last seven games. They are looking very, very good. They're 5-0-2. And they beat our number one. And they beat our number one. So hopefully DC loses this. No, week. I'm I'm impressed with the Revolution the way they're playing. It was nice to see Charlie Davies. I don't know if it was his mm-hmm. last game or the game before. He had that beautiful, uh, beautiful goal. Yeah, running he's in, had some consistent in. scoring in the lot in as of recent, and it's nice because New England's one of those teams where it's not just one guy. It's like with Seattle, you know, it's going to be Obafemi Martins. Ninety-five percent of the time, that's going to get the ball. It's going to try to score. New England has multiple options. Whether or not nobody's a dynamic breakout player. Because, I mean, even you can make the argument that Lee Wynn has kind of decreased now recently because he hasn't played very well this season. He has season. not, no. Um, but the great thing is, though, that they have multiple options at midfield and forward. And to start a fracas goals. after a game, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's always that. Uh, see, I don't know if you saw that. Jermaine Jones got fined. And, I did not. Uh, yeah, no, him, did and, not. him and another uh, Red Bulls player got fined for their... Ugh. After confrontation of the game. Uh, Well, one other thing I do want to say about the revolution um, is that now there's talks coming out that Lee Wynn is unsettled. He wants more money. He wants a bigger contract, especially after being one of the best players in Major League Soccer last year, rightfully so. 
We'll see if New England has the capital to keep him around. I think it would be good to keep him around, but he had a huge drop-off. The regular season last season, he was fantastic. Lights out, got to the playoffs, did almost nothing, and has done pretty much nothing this season. Yeah, it's interesting. He got called up to the national team, deservedly so, and it seems like since then... uh as you said, he's had a he's had a drop off. I would be fine with re-signing him if I were Jay Heaps, but at the same time, I'd say, look, you haven't done, you haven't stayed consistent. And I get it; people get hot streaks, but to demand a new contract, you got to have some bargaining rights. Absolutely, you so, do. You do. We'll see what happens with that, and uh, as that story develops over the next few weeks, we'll have to touch on that again. But our new number one this week, Simon, uh, another only one lost team. Lost in the second week, and so they've been on one, two, three, four, five, six, six-game unbeaten streak. The team that Baxter still refuses to believe in, but 2-0 win against Columbus Crew, a strong Columbus Crew. They're not only shutting teams out, they're scoring goals. That was one of your requirements, Baxter. Mm-hmm. DC United is our number one team in the two up-front power rankings yes. this week. But I will say this, that the Revolution haven't lost a game either since week two. They and have they've, not, won, they've, they've been not. undefeated in seven games. Just saying. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 hey, I, I, I have actually, to commend them. We talked about this before the show that I said, what do you think about New England at number one? And yeah. Your no, response was, I, I'm not sure yet. Exactly. No, you're absolutely correct about that, and I'm completely fine with that. Looking at it, DC United has outscored their opponents 10-6. to 6. New England has done it 12-8, but New England also has one game over United as well. Right, and, and you look at the points per game, which I think is a more telling picture than yes. any of the stats. They're at 2.13 versus New England at 1.89. Either way you look at it, both of these clubs are playing extremely well. They are the teams to beat in the East. Uh, I don't know if I'd still say the teams to beat in Major League Soccer. According to our power rankings, yes, they are. Uh, but the West, the Western Conference it's tough to see that through the same lens as we look at the Eastern Conference teams because we're expecting teams like New England and D.C. to end up with more points mm-hmm. because of how weak the East is. So, yes. so you know, even, even with our own rankings, we'll have to admit there may be some flaw in there when, when we're not really looking purely at the conferences themselves. Yes, and look at just the drop-off between the number one spot. The Revolution in the East have 17 points. The sixth-place team that technically makes the playoffs, the Chicago, the Chicago Fire, have nine points. Now looking at the West, FC Dallas is number one. They have 17 points. And Sporting Kansas City, who's in sixth, has 13 points. And even then, the seventh-place team, 11 points. Portland Timbers are at 10. Everybody but the Colorado Rapids makes the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, if you're looking at it from a points perspective. I mean, and that Philly Union, Montreal, we'll see. Montreal now that they're going to start playing league play again, which we'll talk about now uh, as we are going to jump into our predictions brought to you uh, in part by the shopfutsal.com. Uh, Simon, you have a a winner. We do. Hey, first of all, thank you, folks. Ten of you, ten of ten of yous, ten of yous guys took up the challenge. Ten of you picked up the challenge and won after your twenty-five dollar gift card from ShopFutsal. Dot com. We do have a winner, but since this is the first week we had so many people participate, I will let everybody know what their records were, and then we'll announce the winner. So, uh, <laughs> TC Ward came in. Or actually, Megan Ward, you get the prize for being last in our predictions. <laughs> actually, I coach with Megan. So oh, okay. I was like, is that, a, is that actually a... <laughs> So Megan, feel Megan, Megan got one pick out of, of 11 correct. Uh, brother, I'll leave a mark. Br- bigger brother, though, didn't fare too well. Three out of the 11. Uh, Brad Kostriva, Josh Provan, yes, family member. Uh, three out of eight. <laughs> no, they, they actually didn't do too well. Um, Josh Provan's wife, Tina, oh. did better than he did. There you go, Tina. Four out of, Get her four the, out of the 11. 
<laughs> and let's see here, uh, Marcelo, 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 Marcelo. He's one of my Taborga Castro. Yeah, Marcelo. Uh, Marcelo, you also got four out of the eleven. Then we had a winning record here. We have we Tony. Five hundred. Yeah, we they can make we, the playoffs in the East. <laughs> Well, <laughs> Marcelo might have made the playoffs in the he East. He probably would have. He's a well, he's a he's a hybrid DC United Portland Timbers fan. Oh, you know what? There's one person I didn't figure out, and it was the first guy that signed up for this. Ryan oh. Cooper, Mr. Cooper. I apologize. Oh no, I don't have your record for you. We can Maybe figure I'll, it I'll out. Figure it out. Right. Um, anyways, Tony Pelladino was at six and five, in the big winner. He kicked everybody's booty, including really Baxter and I. Oh, I he, gave it to him. <laughs> At eight and three, so eight wow. correct picks. Thomas Formoso, well done, sir. A former uh, writer friend of mine. Congratulations, sir. We will make sure to get you hooked up uh, with everything that you won. Your twenty-five dollars shop futsal gift card, sir. Don't so, use Thomas, it all in one place. we will we will be facebooking you a message that has a uh, twinety-five dollar promotional code for you mm-hmm. to use at shopfutsal.com. Oh yeah. Do we want to try to figure out that other guy's? Uh, we should. Fast? We should. Well, we'll do it. We have a minute. We'll do it on air fast. All so, right. Uh, so Ryan Cooper, you had the uh, correct win at Dallas. There's one. RSL versus versus that was San a tie. Jose. How are we figuring out draws so people know? Uh, you. This is what I did. Just like I do with us. Yes. You either pick the winner or it's a loss. Got it. Okay. So if you that's pick fair. a winner and it's a draw, then it, uh, yeah, that's what it fair is. Fair enough. So okay. So one and one. So where are we at here? Uh, Philly, he picked T- TF- TFC to win. Two and so one. So it's two and one. DC to win. Uh oh, did I miss three this and up? one? Three and one. New England Red and Rebels. He called a draw. Okay. Three and two. Galaxy. Three and three. Vancouver. Three and four. Three and four. Chicago. Three and five. Three and five. Seattle, that's four and five. Four and five. And then Houston and the Galaxy. Oh, uh, so four, four and, and six. Se- four, four, and right, six. Four, and seven. four and seven. Four and seven. So, Mr. Cooper, oh. you're at Coach Cooper, four and seven. All right. Well, yes, once again, Thomas Formaso, our new champion, our first ever champion. Congratulations, sir. And, Simon, you had a lot of free time on your hands. I did. I was going through all. By the way, Baxter, uh, I did an update on our predictions. I went back and listened to the past shows. Okay. You've got me by one game so yes. far. Woo! Uh, you were 4-8 and eight last week because we, we had our extra uh, Canadian championship match We did. We did that there. FC Edmonton-Vancouver game. So, and I was 6-6. Six and six. So you're at 28-42 and 42 overall. I'm at 27-43 and 43 overall. If this is like a baseball season, I've got plenty of time. <laughs> I, was, I was so happy because there was one week where you – Almost went completely winless, Ugh. but because the U.S. and Mexico yeah. played, you got a win. <laughs> I believe. That week. <laughs> I believe. Oh my goodness! So, so I've been sneaking up on you. There was a week where you had me by five games. So watch out, brother! I'm coming for I'm you. I'm ready for it. Bring it on! Not even worried. No, I'm slightly worried. All right, Simon. Well, uh, time to offer our new predictions for this week. Uh, these are also sponsored by ShopFutsal.com. That's right. And ShopFutsal.com is throwing out another $25 credit. So for the 10 of you that played, awesome. Thank you. Let's get you back on the boards. And I know a few of you said, hey, I haven't watched much of MLS this year. You know what? That's okay. Yeah. We, what we want you to do is we want you to check out ShopFutsal.com. And we want you to win this $25 gift certificate. And, of course, we want you to interact with us. So are there, there's some selfish reasons for having you do this? Absolutely. Of course there are. <laughs> but we want to make this fun for everybody. So give yourself a chance, whether you watch the league or not. Pick some teams. See if you win. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, Simon, are you ready, sir, for our new predictions? I think I am. I All think right. I am. Starting. What are you, the little engine that could? <laughs> I think I'll pick. I think I'll pick. I don't know. <laughs> All right, uh, starting off on Friday evening, you have Orlando and the New England Revolution. I mean, come on. 
Dude, we, Honestly. we don't have to talk about it. Honestly. Well, New England is visiting Orlando. They are. Well, whatever. Not even New worried. England. Not even worried. New England is my pick as well. Colorado and San Jose. I have the Rapids winning this game. I've got a draw. You and it's draw. fair for me now to you call can, a draw when yes. it's Colorado. See, I like to pick outright winners because I would like to hope. Even though I, I'm well sure. aware that soccer sure. is all about, you know, you can draw. I totally get that. But I'd like to believe that people will actually win the game. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm going to be too upfront right now. Oh, when well. I see a game that involves San Jose and Colorado, you know what thought runs through my mind? Yeah. <laughs> Wake up, Simon. Oh, sorry. Simon. Oh, oh, Simon. oh, still zero zero. Oh, still zero zero. And, oh, Simon, and there's nothing exciting. Yeah, right, it's the ninety okay. fifth minute. Oh wait. Oh, somebody scored. No wait, that's a DC United game. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, Chicago Fire and RSL. I've got the Fire winning this game. I do as well. Oh, I think they're I think they're playing well. You know what's going to keep RSL in the game is Nick Romando. Yes, he so always does. This this very well could end up as a draw. It could, uh, but I think it's definitely going to be a low scoring affair. RSL's not scoring. Chicago's not scoring. Um, but it's, I'm still I'm I going with Chicago. I could see like a one zero game or a, yeah. maybe a one one game, something like that. Sean Johnson, Nick Romando, two really good goalkeepers in Major League Soccer. Uh, moving forward, Montreal and Portland. I believe. Simon, that Montreal shall win. You do. I was I thinking about that, and, you know, my gut's still kind of saying Montreal, so this may be another game that you get on me, but Valeri's back. Hmm. I don't know how much he's going to play, but I'm going to go with Portland. All right. Fair enough. We'll see what happens. Montreal did win their uh, first game in the Canadian Championship, they did. by the way. They, they did. Beat they went 1-0 on TFC. TFC. Jack Mack once again scoring a goal. So that's part of it is yeah. I think Montreal's got that extra game on their legs. Montreal, the kings of not playing MLS games and doing well. Well, but, you know, they prioritize they prioritize they Champions League. So now, of course, now of they're going to put all their, their money they back into MLS. They played twice this week, so we'll see kind of how they do with right. that. All right. Um, DC United and Sporting Kansas City. I have S. KC winning this game. I'm going with DC again. I think this is going to, I think right now, if we were to look at this, this Mm -hmm. is uh, minus the whole New York thing. Talent wise, this is the game of the week. It is. It really is. You want to ke- definitely keep a close eye on this one. Uh, Van- did I did I pick a team? Uh, I'm picking you did. DC. You took DC. Okay, yep, you right. said that. Just making sure. Uh, Vancouver and Philadelphia. So Vancouver is playing themselves basically. Right. Yep. yep. Uh, I've got Vancouver winning this game. I got game. Vancouver as well. Uh, Seattle and Columbus. An well, this game. is another. I, you know, if, if there's another game to argue with being the game of the week, this is the one. Uh, you could look at the LA. Oh, you, this is a good game. week. It is. Holy cow! For once, it's nice to have some real games yeah. to watch. Um, Seattle, Columbus, what do you got? Columbus is at home. I'm tempted to pick them, but I'm going to go against my gut again here wow. and go with Seattle. All right. Si- Simon actually said the S word. Here, here's the deal, is that this is the game that says it all. It does. Is Seattle like MLS Soccer claims, MLSsoccer.com claims, or are they the team that you and I suspect that they are? That's a very good question. This I is think the, game the that'll Seattle Sounders that. will win this game, okay. honestly. Uh, FC Dallas and the Galaxy. We still said the Galaxy have a bit of an identity crisis, and I think FC Dallas is going to capitalize on that this week. Uh, FC Dallas wins this game, in my opinion. I will tell you what. I had this game as a draw, and I'm not doing this to try to uh, even things out. I'm just it's thinking about I'm thinking. Well, I'm thinking about Castillo. Sure. The way he's on fire right now. Maybe I, I, I got to change my pick. I'm going with FC Dallas. Okay. Uh, Toronto FC and Houston. Uh, will the Atomic Ant continue to spark the revolution? Will he lead the, the goals back to the queen of the ant colony? I, I'm just reaching for ant metaphors now. Uh, Toronto, Toronto wins this game. <laughs> yes, Toronto does win. Yep, Toronto, yeah. Houston. Houston First, needs forwards. They, they need forwards. Will they, Bruin they the to, Dancing Bear. That's an awful last They need to figure out a whole too. lot over there, too. Um, you know, for a couple of weeks there, they looked like they were a great team to have in the West, and now they're just... 
They're getting beat. Uh, they're getting beat to the ball. They're getting beat all over the place. Yes, I, um, I just and this is Toronto's first game at home on the season. You'd be it'd be hard to bet against them. Yeah. Honestly. All mm-hmm. right, then the uh, Hudson Derby, as it were, the Red Bulls and NYC FC. I have the Red Bulls. Winning I got the team. Red Bulls as well. NYC, you you need you need Frankie. I think they need Frankie to come over and help. I'm them telling out. you, he's not going to help this first season because we see it every year. Mm-hmm. These mid-season acquisitions, they they got to adjust to the league first. I agree. We'll see. We'll absolutely see. And it. we'll see what happens too with Gerard and yeah. LA Galaxy. I know. I think that'll work out just fine, honestly. And then uh, we are also including the Canadian uh, Championship sure. games. These Why are not? these are our bonus picks. You don't have to pick these. We these are our bonus. Yep, picks. exactly. Uh, TFC Montreal. I've got TFC winning this game. I do as well. Uh, DC United Orlando. They are in regular season play. Uh, I have DC United winning this game. Of course, yes. I have DC. Yes. Yep. And then Vancouver uh, going back to the snowy side of. Canada. Uh, well, we'll they're at Van- yep. They're going. They're going back to Vancouver. Yeah, so they, they they've had to flip the things. Yeah, they had to flip things. So actually, Vancouver doesn't get the return leg now, which Ooh. is what was planned. So, yep. uh, but I think it actually worked to their advantage. Yes, because they're going to win this game. Mm-hmm. They're going to put in a bunch of goals. Um, you know, when they were at Edmonton, I felt very confident confident that Edmonton would win that. But I think Vancouver is going to take this one. How about you? Yep, I agree with Vancouver winning this game as well. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got our I Believe segment and a quick look in on the UEFA Champions League. Uh, And then we'll be signing off for another edition. So we will be right back. This is Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America.
Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I'm Baxter Colburn. This is Simon Provan. All right, Simon, we are going to chat a little bit about the UEFA Champions League as the first legs of the semifinals are officially in the bag. And my goodness, what a first leg it was for both games. You have Real Madrid and Juventus and Barcelona versus Bayern Munich. I thought it was uh, Messi versus... Messi versus Germany national team. <laughs> right. That's, I think, how it really should have been phrased. But we'll get to that game in a second. The first one uh, that took place on Tuesday, uh, you had Juventus uh, hosting Real Madrid and a very surprising finish to this game as Juventus claims a 2-1 victory over Real Madrid. Uh, and we had this conversation, Simon. I find yeah. it so difficult that Real Madrid does not blow every team out of the water with the amount of talent that they have on the field at one time. But with all that talent comes egos, comes money, comes I want to score, I want to well, be the hero. you look at the history of Real Madrid, you know, the, the Galacticos that they had out there with uh, Zidane and, um, oh boy, now I'm blanking. Beckham was there. Yeah, David Beckham, uh, Raul Roberto was Carlos, there. Ronaldo, yeah, the Yeah, you know, you, yeah. Had, you had all these great players there. That has not been um, an unusual thing. So it's it's been in their history, and I think I think you nailed it. Is that sometimes you you have not too much talent, but too much attitude. Yes, you know, and that can come back to hurt a team, honestly. And we've seen that, and we thought Real Madrid may have fixed that after giving up an early eight minute goal to uh, Alvaro Morada. He scored a nice little tap in goal, which is what you're supposed to do as a forward, right? Just yeah, follow up and finish. I mean, it was a great shot to begin with, and yeah. then uh, yeah, he just followed up, bounced off the keeper, and boom, in the goal. That's exactly, exactly what you're. That's exactly what I'm teaching my kids. What to yeah, do. You follow, follow that up. shot. You gotta always follow. And then Ronaldo, a beautiful heading goal, a beautiful flick on by James. Uh, and Ronaldo, right, literally point blank minute. range. You got to put that in. You do, and especially, you know, one of the things again when I'm trying to teach my kids is look at the off the ball movement that mm-hmm. Ronaldo has. You know, he's he's eyeing that goal. He sneaks behind about four or five defenders. I mean, are you kidding me? The one person you don't mark is Ronaldo. You kind of got to mark him. In all honesty, and there was a chance in the 41st minute where James Rodriguez, literally on the doorstep. Blasts a beautiful header right, right. into the post. Bar right. music being played. Oh my gosh! As a Real Madrid fan watching that game, I was like, "No, what's going on?" And then in the 57th minute, Carlos Tevez gets taken down in the box, and a yellow card is issued, and Tevez will step to the spot and slot home what will end up being the game-winning penalty. Well, kick. and it, when it was a clear penalty, too. it was. You know, it's from behind. Maybe the guy didn't get his leg too much. But it's from behind. The attempt was there. Yes. What a great run he had, though, from midfield all the way down to the goal. He did. It really seemed like it was going to be a one-on-one situation. And to be fair to Iker Casillas, he missed blocking the ball with his foot by literally a half an inch. Right. He right. barely, barely missed it. But overall, Juventus takes the first leg, uh, 2-1 at, at home. So we'll see what happens with that as the game goes to uh, Madrid for the second leg. Uh, Juventus out... Well... Juventus outshot them in terms of shots on goal, uh, seven to f- or on target, yeah, seven four. But as a whole, more fouls for Juventus, twenty one fouls. Uh, Real Madrid only had thirteen. Real Madrid, as we kind of thought, might have a little bit more possession, fifty two percent to forty eight percent. And one of the thing we I want to say too about this game is that we talked about, if you want to call it a boring game in that regards, and Juventus plays fundamental soccer. When you yep. are a kid growing right. up in Soccer, you are taught to play fundamental soccer before you even think about speed, before you think about technicality, pass and move, pass and move, and that's what Juventus did. 
And that's why some people criticize them, saying, oh, they're so boring to watch. The Italian national team, so boring to watch. It's all they do. Fundamental, fundamental. We want to watch the Barcelonas, the Brazils, the Real Madrids, because they're fast, they're speedy. But it's not always about that. You no, leave yourself well, open. You, you know, you liken it to basketball. Yes. You know, the U.S. The US uh, national team in basketball for the Olympics. They should be getting gold every single year with the talent that we have in the NBA. But then you get these European teams come over and they play basketball at the basic skill level. Yep. And what I mean by that is fundamentals. And that's they not play a diss on them at all. No, not at all. But then you see these, you know, even Argentina, you see them winning these medals over these NBA players. Now, I honestly I can't remember what the last Olympics were like, but it was always shocking to me when the Olympics said, or when the U.S. team said, you know what, we're going to allow professionals now. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the first couple of teams, they – Man, they, they did awesome. They got those gold medals, but the rest of the world caught up, and they started winning the golds again. Yeah. Same thing you look at Juventus. You're expecting uh, Real Madrid to just smoke them, but Juventus says, no, you know what? We're going to play patient football. We're going to win this game, and that's exactly what they did. Yes, indeed. You're absolutely right. Well, looking over to the, the second game, a bit of a run-and-gun style of game, as it were. Um, kind of a boring game. Up until late in the game, Manuel Neuer doing what he does best, stone-cold saves multiple times. I saw a picture where he stopped a ball with his head one time. Is that right? I didn't he see that and one, Luis huh? Suarez were just going at it the entire game. And it, what's amazing is that Luis Suarez didn't bite him. I know. I was waiting for that, honestly. <laughs> I did see like memes and stuff with like blood coming out of Suarez's mouth as he's looking <laughs> at, at Noor. Uh, but no goal scored in this game until the 77th minute where Lionel Messi starts doing what he does best. Kind of a similar to a goal he scored in the uh, World Cup against Iran where he cuts it back across the box and bends it near post instead of far post, though, and just absolutely embarrasses Neuer. You've got to watch the near post. If you could score down on the near post as a goalie, that is almost like a slap directly in the face. It is. It is. At the same time, you've got to give credit to that striker being yes. able, for being able to slide it past. That, Somebody as good as that in the near post. Yes, considering Neuer is one of the you know best goalies to ever play the game, I think. Absolutely. Um and then you see the wheels start to fall off. Three minutes later, in the 80th minute, Lionel Messi does one, something that I feel like you can't even fully explain to uh, Boateng for, for Bayern Munich. I'm having a hard time explaining it because <laughs> of just how cruel it was. Like, he literally looked like Bo- like the life left Boateng, and he just collapsed on the ground with how badly he was able to move past him. Messi one-on-one with him in the box, cuts him inside. Boateng literally just drops to the ground, and then he just chips the ball And in. what I love about it is actually like a double tap that Messi did there. You know, quick to his left, quick to his right, and he's yeah. the player. It was... He's something, man. <laughs> For an understatement. He'll go play. understatement of the year. He's a nice... Yeah, he'll do, he'll do all right. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll win a few things. And he wasn't done yet, right? He wasn't. He I'm wasn't. sorry, that was... Yeah, that, no, was that was his that second was, goal, but second he would goal. also add an assist in the 94th minute as Neymar would have a chance to break free and take a, um, a, a one-on-one shot. Neymar, pure speed, honestly, and then just slots, slots it home against home. Neuer. And yeah. But zero. again, great vision, though, for Messi to be in that midfield. It was. See Neymar... Wanting to make that run, he plays it to him. Neymar runs from midfield all the way and puts it in the goal. Yes, so. indeed. So a review of what the first legs look like. Juventus up 2-1, now going to Madrid. And Barcelona up 3-0 against Bayern Munich as they go to uh, Bayern this coming week. Or, well, I believe it is in this coming week is when they will play each other. Uh, it's It's an exciting time. Uh, do you have a, a favorite now moving forward after these first games? Uh, well, it maybe sounds pretty easy, but yeah, I'm going to say it's got to be uh, it's got to be Barcelona, doesn't it? It does. They're up three nothing. Yeah, they're going back to uh, Berlin, but um, or Bayern. Um, 
Yeah, Germany. They're going to Germany. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so and that that game is um, Tuesday, May twelfth. Yeah. Do you do you think that Madrid has enough in the tank to to beat Juventus at home? I think they do. Um, so we'll have an El Clasico. You know, for our final the, the thing that you got is that Real Madrid, right? They're going they're going back home. So yes. in this game, they got that away goal, and we've seen how critical that can be. I agree. Yeah, we'll so, see. It, and, it'll be hard to fully see what Real Madrid is capable of doing uh, down two one. Anything can happen in the world of soccer. Uh, but anyway, Simon, it is time for our uh, favorite segment of the show. <laughs> Time for our I Believe segment. Simon and I will both offer statements uh, about what we believe something will happen in the wide world of soccer before we conclude today. Simon, would you like to go first, sir, or would, would you like lo- me to? I'd love to go first today. All right, please do, sir. I believe that the Milwaukee Torrent will be a successful club. And I think what people need to understand is it's going to it's gonna start on a smaller <laughs> scale because it has to. It does. This is not a club that's looking to jump into MLS. It's not a club that's looking to even jump into NASL or USL. And there's a reason for that. They want to be successful long term. You know, Andy and I had a long conversation about this. Nobody in Milwaukee wants to have another outdoor team pop up and then go away, yes. uh, you know, professional outdoor team. So the Torrent, I believe, is trying to do this in the right way, that they are starting small so that they can afford to have long-term success. You are absolutely correct. And I believe with even waiting to go this summer, waiting waiting to play until next summer in an actual league, they're going about it the right way. They're, they're, they're taking their time. They're trying to have this grassroots movement take over, and that's the way you build an authentic club. You're absolutely correct with that. And I really do hope that it does work out for them the way that they're thinking, and they're going about it too the right way. Yes, I'm sure they have that lofty goal of Major League Soccer one day. You know, what's wrong? You're building a professional team. Why wouldn't you want that? It's just like any business. You, you have to have your five-year, ten-year ten plan. Yes. But you still have to have... Your three-month, your six-month, yes, your nine-month, exactly. your 12-month plan as well. And that's exactly. what they're doing. That's and their approach. And they're going about it completely the right way, and I'm very excited to see with that uh, what happens with them. And selfishly, I want it to succeed because I, I want to have professional too. soccer I want to go Milwaukee. to the games. I would love to go that. We can do two upfront broadcasts from the games. I think that would be fun. Uh, my I Believe statement, Simon, is I believe that Juventus will win. I believe I like that it. Juventus will, they will surprise Real Madrid. I think Real Madrid will come out and probably score right away. I see Ronaldo or somebody scoring right away, but then I think Juventus, fundamental soccer, they will bore Madrid to death and find a way to score uh, probably at least two goals. Now, do you also believe that that's just the inner Italian of you talking? That <laughs> The red wine runs deep in my veins. No, it's nothing to that regards. I think that this is the year that we see Madrid fall. And I think Juventus is the team to do that. Personally. You know, I, I say it's a bold prediction, and boy, this isn't to cut down on you, but I don't think it's as bold as it would have been last year. You're right. Yeah, so you know Real Madrid won the Champions League last year, beating uh, Atletico Madrid. Yeah. So in a, in a shocking final, that game was absolutely crazy. Anyway, Simon, you know what that music means, don't it you? It does. It unfortunately means we're coming to an end after a great show debut on the Sports Radio America Network. We had the torrent here. We had Sonia, our new friend, that's going to call into us once in a while. Uh, what a great time. Social media, Baxter, where can they find us? You can find us on Facebook at 2UpFront, uh, the number 2, not T-W-O. You can find us on social media also on Twitter at 2 Upfront Soccer. Uh, don't forget to watch the show on the Cube. And then thank you for tuning in to SportsRadioAmerica.com as well, where our show will start being broadcast as of tonight. Uh, for those of you listening live on Spreaker.com, thank you so much as well. We always love uh, listening and hearing back from you guys. Don't forget to offer your predictions. Absolutely. On Facebook, we'll, we'll throw those predictions up there again. 
for you to choose from. We had 10 of you last week. Well, let's try to get 11 this week. How's uh, that hey, sound? Why not? Why not? We'll definitely uh, post the link. Watch for it on our Facebook page, and you can start commenting as soon as the show is over. Uh, Simon Provan, sir, thank you always. Thank always you, a pleasure. Baxter. Looking forward to it. Enjoy your weekend, sir, and I will see you again next week. Uh, for Simon Provan, I am Baxter Colburn, with our manager being the one above. We are two up front. Enjoy your weekend, folks. On sunny days, on rainy days, the golds come pouring down. Our foes, they know, will come crashing down as the torrent claim the crown. To the torrent we sing so very loud, of the club we are so proud. In victory we stand with thee in good old Milwaukee. Has it been a while since you flipped that thermostat from heat to cool? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services before you do for an $88 AC start and check to make sure your AC is in tip-top shape. Griffith specializes in carrier, but services all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Your local carrier expert. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. Hike the trail? Check. Order takeout? Check. Schedule heart checkup? Done. We've all adapted to a new way of living. Keep your health care on schedule with Johns Hopkins Medicine, where your health and safety are our highest priorities. We're ready to care for you through virtual and in-person visits across Maryland and the greater Washington region. Your health, our experts, safely caring for you. Schedule your care now. Learn more at hopkinsmedicine.org forward slash safe.